January is National Human Trafficking Prevention Month. Since 2010, our nation has dedicated this time to raise awareness about human trafficking and educate the public about how to identify and prevent this crime. In support of these efforts, the NAVAIR team is hosting an event called the Red Sand Project. And on today's podcast, we're going to learn more about this awesome event and how you can get involved. I'm Michael Lauren Prue, host of the Navier Airways podcast. And joining me is Commanding Officer Captain Desireen Price-Jordan and Jennifer Foxworthy, founder of Unstoppable You Ministries. Welcome to the show. So let's begin today with a quick introduction and tell us why is this such an important topic to each of you? Hi, my name is Captain Desireen Price-Jordan. I am the commanding officer of military personnel at NAVAIR. And one of the main topics of this particular discussion is how the myths of human trafficking has permeated our military branch as well as our workforce. The DOD is dedicated to doing its part to eliminate human trafficking, not only because it is a crime against humanity, but also because it disrupts the stability of our U.S. national security interests, both at home and abroad. And a lot of time, our military folks just do not understand the role that they play in preventing human trafficking. So we want to bring awareness, but also give education, training, and resources to both our military, civilian, and even our DOD contractors as a result of this event. And bringing that awareness is what we're going to do on today's podcast. So Jennifer, over to you. Tell us about yourself and Unstoppable You Ministries. Thank you so much. Uh, Pleasure being here. My name is Jennifer Foxworthy. I'm a retired Navy Chief Petty Officer. I served our country proudly for 21.7 years. And I have a for-profit that's inspirationally speaking, where I'm a motivational speaker and published author. And today we're representing my nonprofit, Unstoppable You Ministries, where I'm the founder and CEO. And Unstoppable You Ministries, we provide services to individuals and families who are experiencing domestic violence, human trafficking, and homelessness. So that's why I'm so passionate and excited about this event. And we are so glad to have both of you here to talk about this very important issue. Now, Captain, how do we define human trafficking? What is it? That's a great question, Michael. The Defense Department came out with a proclamation stating that human trafficking is the use of force, fraud, or coercion to compel a person to perform commercial sex, labor, or services. The DOD is dedicated to doing its part to eliminate human trafficking, not only because it is a crime against humanity, but also because it disrupts the stability of U.S. national security, interests at home and abroad. Also, I would add, Michael, that Maryland Coalition Against Sexual Assault, also known as MCASA, defines human trafficking as a form of modern-day slavery in which traffickers exploit another person through the use of force, fraud, or coercion. Sex trafficking and labor trafficking are the most common types of human trafficking currently in the U.S. today. So how do we recognize human trafficking? Are there certain signs or indicators that we should all be on the lookout for? There are a number of signs that I think for us, we were not completely aware of some of these signs until we began to collaborate with Unstoppable You Ministries. I have attended 
quite a few of their events as well as our Fleet and Family Service Center. But in identifying just some of the signs, um, you're looking for some indicators of physical abuse, uh, bruises or cuts, broken bones, serious communicable diseases, perhaps injuries from violence or hazardous work conditions, escorted or closely monitored at all times. Um, someone that actually speaks for the victim rather than allowing the victim to speak for themselves. Someone that is either living or working in unsafe conditions or confined to their work site, any type of exposure to hazardous uh, materials. And this is not an all-inclusive list, but it certainly scratches the surface of what we have seen and indicators that there is something probably amiss there to report those items to someone's attention. Also, you might see something on the psychological or behavioral indicators such as being fearful, very submissive or anxious, angry or depressed. Maybe there's some indicators of substance abuse are unsure where they are. You know, things like that we should be mindful of as we are looking for particular indicators. Yes, many times your sex traffic victims will have tattoos, barcodes, dollar signs, king crowns. That will be a marking that they are someone's property. And so that could be a visual indicator for children Maybe they attend school, but they're sleeping throughout the lesson. And it's possible they were trafficked the night before or they're severely harmed, their body parts, and they can't sit still. They looked unkept. So those are the things that we want educators, our medical, our emergency uh, personnel, counselor, therapists, some of the things that we want them to be mindful of. And as we mentioned, January is National Human Trafficking Prevention Month. Why is it so important that we bring awareness to this issue? I believe it's important because it's affecting over, depending on the statistics that you will see, 40 to 50 million people worldwide. It's a $150 billion industry, criminal enterprise, second to drug trafficking. And more than likely, we know someone who has experienced, but we don't know what to see. And I want people to open up their eyes that they can be a part of the solution to this modern day slavery that so many people experience. And that's why I am passionate about it. And plus it intersects domestic violence, homelessness, so many areas. And I know that the Department of Defense can be on the front lines of this issue. So Jennifer, I would add also, um, I think there is a lot of misconception on who can be a victim of human trafficking. And exactly with our social media and how our youth are becoming more and more vulnerable to becoming victims and falling prey to human traffickers. I think this is a great opportunity and why I wanted to collaborate with you and all of our community resources that we have available. We can understand, bring awareness, but also bring education and training and provide resources, especially with our youth. They're such a vulnerable age and oftentimes they fall prey without even knowing what has happened until after it has happened. So thank you so much for being being here today. I certainly appreciate you collaborating uh, with us and with NAVAIR as well as uh, Pax River on this particular effort. Absolutely. I think it's necessary. I always say collaboration over competition. 
that these issues are too big for one agency or one person to deal with. And if it means that the seed of awareness is planted and someone's eyes are opened, then that means the world to me. So I'm just excited for the collaboration. Yes, and this is a large collaboration. Uh, the first one that I certainly have done as the CEO, but we have collaborated with our Fleet and Family Service Center, Unstoppable You Ministries, founded by Jennifer Foxworthy, sitting here with us today. Center for Children, we have Victims Witness Services, Criminal Investigation Division that will be joining us for this event. NCIS will be there, a MedStar Medical Group, um, St. Mary's Hospital, we're a participant as well as the Maryland Coalition Against Sexual Assault, uh, also known as MCASA. So we wanna bring this awareness so that we can have a lot of participation and a victim that also will be speaking. Amanda will be joining us. She was actually a victim of human trafficking. So she's gonna share her story with us. And it's gonna afford anyone that comes an uh, opportunity to ask questions, maybe dispel some of the myths that are out there about uh, human trafficking, and also equip them to be able to mitigate that or prevent that from happening to anyone within their organization or within their family. And this event that y'all are talking about is the Red Sand Project. So tell me about it. Um, give me the info. What have you got going on? So I'll start first and then I'll hand it over to Jennifer. And we're gonna start off with more human trafficking awareness and training and providing those resources. As I stated, we have a list of panelists that will um, be in attendance that our audience can ask questions. There'll be some dialogue, some exchange, and we'll have the panelists, we'll have a guest speaker, as I stated, which is the actual human trafficking victim and survivor, overcomer, and she is going to speak to us on her story and how she was trafficked. And then at the very end of it, we're gonna close out the event with the Red Sand Project, which is something I collaborated with Jen on many years ago. And she and I came through the ranks together. So we, we met many years ago serving in uniform and she's gone on to do great things through her ministry and through her nonprofit as well as her profit organization. So I just thought this was a great opportunity to talk about the Red Sand Project and why this is so important for us to do this and bring exposure to it. Perfectly said. I love using the Red Sand Project. When I heard about this international art project, I just knew I needed to involve it in every human trafficking workshop that I brought forth. So the Red Sand Project was started by Molly Gottman in 2014, and she was an artist, and she is an artist. And when she started hearing about human trafficking, she reflected within of what could she do? with her gifts and her talents as an artist. So she thought about it and she took some environmentally red sand and she went to a pavilion in Miami and started filling in the cracks in that pavilion. So it did multiple things. She chose red so that it represents the lives lost due to human trafficking. And she filled in the cracks to give that indicator that no one should fall through the cracks of receiving the resources, the support that they need and deserve. So it was a visual indicator that human trafficking is happening and we need to do our part. From an aerial perspective, the designs that she created is just extraordinary. So 
it goes to show that one person can make a huge difference. There's cracks everywhere, sidewalks, parks, you name it, and just make a design, be creative. And it also is a call to action because once you attend, you get the awareness, you get the resources. Now it's like, okay, what are you going to do? What is your part? The call to action is take a bag of red sand and bring that creative awareness. And as people walk by, they're going to ask, well, what are you doing? Ah, well, let me tell you about human trafficking and how it affects 40 to 50 million people worldwide. Let me tell you about this criminal enterprise that is $150 billion or more. Let me tell you that one individual can bring $200,000 a year to a trafficker. That's the value of a life that a trafficker has put on a victim. So the average lifespan of a victim in trafficking is seven years. So when you multiply that by that 200,000, that's $1.4 million that individual is bringing that trafficker. And for sex trafficking, that victim could have anywhere on average to 11 to 37 buyers a day. That's why this issue is so horrific, this modern day slavery, and the average age of a sex traffic victim is 11 to 14 years old. So we want your listeners, if they have children, grandkids, if they're educators, to visually think that's someone's daughter, that's someone's son, that's a human being that is being exploited through force, fraud, and coercion. So we need to open our eyes and open our hearts so we can be a part of the solution and not perpetuate the problem. So I have a 13-year-old and we are currently navigating the do's and don'ts of social media. We are constantly having discussions on how to stay safe online, which I think is so important. So I guess that brings me to my next question. What can we do to stop human trafficking? And if we suspect human trafficking, where do we go for help? Well, there's Unstoppable Human Ministries. We are a part of several human trafficking task force. Matter of fact, there's several agencies within Southern Maryland that we have come together to form a task force. So that's the great thing here in Southern Maryland, Charles County, Calvert and St. Mary's, law enforcement, grassroots nonprofits, the medical side, uh, district attorneys, you name it, we're coming together. So we want people to know their resources. We want people to know what it looks like. We also want people to know many of your victims, they don't know that they're victims. So for example, I'm not gonna tell our speaker's story, but Amanda, she didn't realize that she was being labor trafficked until she attended one of the events that I was hosting. And then the bells went off. So we just want people to know when they put themselves in a situation of low self-esteem, low self-worth, traffickers will hone in on that. I also want our DOD to understand when they go abroad to be mindful of their clearance and of their job and of the families that they have. People have reached out for services knowingly or unknowingly. And I want people to be mindful of the pitfalls 
of participating in this horrendous crime. I wanted to just add a couple uh, notes there, right? Because I've heard military folks say, well, I don't go to the strip clubs or purchase sex or solicit prostitutes. So why do I need to know any of this? But I want to emphasize that knowing about off-limits establishments is important and situational awareness is also as equally important. In areas of conflict, even understanding of the people, the cultures, the environment in which you're operating in or that region can help you know how these elements could potentially affect you personally as well as the mission. And there is some that may say, well, I never even leave the U.S. military base, so how does trafficking persons affect me? And as Jennifer stated, it's happening right here in Maryland, in the D.C. area, in the Virginia area. It's happening in the United States. It's happening in around U.S. military installations. Human trafficking doesn't stop at prostitution or even just sex trafficking. Men, women, and children are also trafficked as for forced labor and in some cases on the very subcontracts that support our U.S. military installation operations. So when our military folks are asking, well, why is this important? This is why this is very important. Also, understanding the signs of labor trafficking. Some common labor trafficking practices include fraudulent recruiting with promises of well-paying jobs, uh, charging recruiting fees, not providing contracts in the employee's native language, or confiscating their passports, not paying employees in a timely manner. These are all indicators and why it's so important that we come out to this event and listen and learn and get the resources and the tools that we need. The final thing that I would I would say also, Michael, is that it's a violation of Uniform Code of Military Justice to patronize a, a prostitute or engage in any type of prostitution, even if it is legal in the country that you're serving or visiting. It does not excuse or provide a pass for our military. We still are held to a higher standard and as well as it is uh, against the law within the United States of America. And a lot of that important information that you just discussed is found in the human trafficking awareness training that our workforce takes each year. So why is it so important that we take that training seriously? It is important for reasons I enumerated. One is that it does impact mission readiness. If we don't understand our actions and perhaps we are involved or engaging in those actions that could potentially impact someone else by being involved in human trafficking, whether it's sex, prostitution, or labor. And we've had an increase in DOD cases of just those offenses. And a lot of times it's either the person was not aware of their actions, that they were violating our Uniform Code of Military Justice, or violating laws in the United States, or they were willing participants and didn't think they would get caught or didn't think they would harm anyone by participating. So we want to bring that education and awareness. We want to understand what our actions are, what call to action that we can talk about to hold these individuals accountable, but also to prevent this from ever happening again to anyone else in our country or anywhere around the world. Absolutely. So as we wrap today's podcast, let's round it out with a bit more about the Red Sand Project. If someone wants to participate in this event, where do they go and what day? I'm so excited about it because it's a combined event where we start off with human trafficking awareness. We will have a host of panelists that are, are coming from all walks of life, from the medical field. Our chaplain will be there. Like I said, there's a number of resources, our Fleet and Family Service Center, our SAPR, all of our victim advocates will be participating, Unstoppable You Ministries, uh, Center for Children, our Victim Witness Services Criminal Investigation Division, NCIS, MedStar Medical Group. I talked about MCASA. 
We're going to have featured as our speaker for that afternoon is Amanda. As stated before, she is a victim as well as a survivor of human trafficking. And we also will have a number of resources available to all of the members. All you need is base access and we'll host it here at building 2272, the Moffitt Building on January 17th at 11.30 to 12.30. We will provide a light lunch, so sandwiches, uh, chips and soda. So you don't have to worry about that. If you can come out on your lunch break, please support this event. You'll have an opportunity to ask questions and anything pertaining to your particular case. Uh, we will have the resources available to you. We want to bring this to as many people as we can. Absolutely. So yes, Wednesday, January 17th, at 11.30, the Moffitt Building. We're just encouraging people, if you have base access, join us. It's one hour filled with a lot of fruitful information. And if you're wondering, hmm, is it happening in Southern Maryland? Yes, it is. Many times the victims are being trafficked by someone that they know. And oftentimes it's familial trafficking. So we want the daycare, the educators, the medical personnel. We need everybody on board joining hands with us for this issue. And blue, navy blue, is the ribbon color for the National Human Trafficking Awareness Month. That's January, this month. And so if you're wearing blue, excellent, or we will have ribbons available as well. But we just want everybody to be on board and educate themselves. And if you are unable to attend the awareness event in person, you can do so virtually. We will broadcast the event live via Teams, and we're going to include that link in today's show notes. Red Sand Project, it's a national project. You can get more information by visiting redsandproject.org. And if you or anyone you know is looking for help, there are a number of resources out there, many of which are taking part in the NAVIR Human Trafficking Awareness event on January 17th. So please join us if you can. I just want to remind service members and their families at the ages of 18 plus and anyone with base access or affiliation that if they have experienced sexual harassment, sexual assault, or human sexual trafficking, to please contact our Sexual Assault Prevention and Response Program for support. We have a three-tiered response available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Please call Uniform Victim Advocate 24-7 Response Line at 301-481-1057. For our civilians, you can reach Civilian Victim Advocate 24-7 Response Line at 540-376-8858. Five, eight. And Sexual Assault Response Coordinator is also a 24-7 hour response line at 301-580-8212 or our DOD Safe Helpline at 877-955-5247. Captain, thank you so much for going over those resources and thank you both for being here and talking about this issue. It is so important to raise awareness about human trafficking. And of course, one of the ways that we're doing that is with the Red Sand Project. So please everyone get out there, come join us and participate. And of course, if you would like to hear more Airwaves episodes about all the great things that are going on across our organization, please check out our podcast on all your favorite listening apps. And that's it for this edition of Airwaves. Thanks for listening.